0: And fulfillment. Let's get started with Soul Talk. Welcome, folks, to another very special episode of the Soul Talk podcast. It is great to be with you, great to connect. Uh, I wanted to do a special bonus episode today, a kind of emergency check in episode uh, for those of you that are feeling challenged during these times as you uh, see the world go through so many difficult moments around the planet. First, COVID-19, sadly killing so many people around the world. Then, depending on when you're listening to this conversation, the senseless police brutality and killing and murder of George Floyd that was the tipping point, bringing to awareness the injustices that have been taking place for the African Americans, black people for decades, if not centuries. We are going through challenging moments as a humanity this last, not just few days, few weeks, few months, few years. But 2020 has definitely been a a year of intensity and uncertainty and turmoil and stirring. And I know many of you may be challenged and confused and frustrated and angry and sad and some even feeling helpless and hopeless. But as I reflect on these times, I wanted to share a few thoughts to provide some perspective, but also a few solutions to just begin to process what is happening and what has been going on. I, Despite everything that has been going on, deep in my gut, deep in my soul, I do feel that on a deeper level. What has been happening now is really a wake up call, a wake up call for each and every one of us to wake up to a deeper truth, a deeper justice, a deeper love, a deeper activism that we can no longer push the snooze button anymore. And you know that in any transformational healing process, of any sort, in order for true healing to happen. Our shadow must come to the surface. We can only rise as high and raise our vibration as high as the unresolved, unconscious, subconscious, Wounds, pain, trauma that we haven't dealt with because it would always bring us back down and play out. And unless we deal, it will deal with us. And so right now, I believe we are in that moment that we are in the moment of the collective consciousness of the planet beginning to go through its own deep, psycho-emotional, spiritual, vibrational healing process. And despite how things might seem on the surface, from a spiritual perspective, and that's just one level, we're dealing with many levels of this conversation at this time, and there's many levels that need to be addressed, that need to be held accountable, and need to be dealt with, I do believe on the spiritual level, on the grander perspective of evolution. We are in a time of great awakening, and there is a purification that's happening, And I have a deep faith in my spirit that we're going through a profound spiritual process on the planet right now, like never before. And for so long as a humanity, we have suppressed for so long our pain, our wounds, our prejudices, our racism, our anger, so much that we haven't addressed and dealt with and made amends for that. It's been suppressed for so long on a, Global collective consciousness level that we're at a tipping point where it must, it is coming to light right now. This is a part of any true healing process because if this doesn't happen and the shadow is not embraced, what we end up doing is pushing further down into our psyche our pain, our wounds that will only erupt and create this ease, this harmony, systemic issues and problems on a bigger level. And so as we're going through this purification process, when darkness is coming to light, let's understand, folks, that when darkness is coming to light, it won't always be pretty at first. Sometimes easy to judge and condemn. But what I found, this only serves to reinforce the very thing we're judging. And we must begin. We must begin. We have begun. We have no choice as a humanity, if we're going to survive, to begin to do the work on every level, internally, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, systemically, governmentally. But we must choose to transform through love, compassion, starting with ourselves. And I'm going to provide a few solutions as well in terms of places we can just begin, You know, these last weeks we've been faced with the heartbreaking events, the senseless killing of George Floyd, as I said, that really leaves no words, not to mention the rioting across many major cities in America. There's no words for what is happening. Deeply saddened to see life, innocent life taken. And this is not the first. We think of Ahmad Aubrey and so many others. But I feel as a human family, we are a human family, a human race, running the same race, that either we figure this out or we self-destruct. You know, the officers that aided, abetted and the one that did the damage, did the murder, must all be held accountable. This is unquestionable and pretty much at the time of recording this, I'm told that all four have been charged of second degree murder, being charged and aiding and abetting. There really is no excuse that we live in a world today 2020, where such acts are still happening, of senseless violence. It's intense, folks. You know, many of us thought 2020 was going to be a sweet, incredible year on one level, on a deeper level. There was something incredible happening, a deeper revolution happening. You know, what was obviously saddening for me personally when I, over the last few weeks, was also without question, most importantly, the, the killing of, the senseless killing of an innocent man, an innocent black man and then to see the subsequent protests and then following riots. Now, just to be clear, the riots, as I observe them, the riots were, there's two things that we have to be aware of. There were peaceful protesters and I think when we are willing as a humanity to stand up in the face of injustice and protest and stand for and speak for truth and justice to be held, this is only revealing the goodness of the human spirit. And there were so many beautiful and peaceful protests held throughout America and at time of this recording, the world. So many peaceful protests that weren't actually shown. So, We do need to, before we have this conversation, separate the peaceful protests from the outright criminal riot anarchists that looted and took down innocent businesses and cities, which also equally is unacceptable. You know, Martin Luther King, Jr., someone I respect so deeply has a, had a deep impact on my heart said that riots is the language of the unheard. And I think it's easy to look at those that might be rioting and swiftly judge. But instead, what I decided, as I reflected on the situation, was that in order to create a deeper change, we have to be willing to have the courage. It takes courage. The courage to begin to seek to truly understand the pain of all involved, to truly seek to understand all perspectives, rather than being swift to judge, which will only perpetuate suffering I feel it's important that we learn to listen and feel and find empathy for those that just to begin here, and we're going to go further, but for those that maybe felt so oppressed that the only way that they felt they could be heard is to act out anarchy, criminal or not. To me, intense rage is not an isolated event appearing suddenly, but a build-up, a consistent build-up of centuries and centuries of accumulated mistreatment and abuse of power. So let me be clear, this does not condone rioting and protesting, but let me be clear, the rioting, Looting has really nothing to do with George Floyd. There were several beautiful, many, many thousands of people protesting peacefully that ended up being hijacked by a very small group of opportunistic criminals that looted and rioted and destroyed cities they had their own reasons, they had their own pain, they had their own hurt, they had their own, you know, agenda to, in their own way, maybe affect change. And this is never the answer. But I would also say before we judge, and I'm going to say some pretty uh, raw things today, so bear with me. but I think it's important that we take a step back before we judge even the anarchists and even the, the, the looters. And again, I say, I don't agree. I don't condone, but what we do need to step back because it's easy to live in judgment and live and let the judgment keep us in a space of self-righteousness because for centuries, as I've meditated on it, because I myself initially had a moment of judgment going, wow, this is, these guys, these people, these, but as I reflected for centuries, literally centuries now, the powers that be, the global governments have looted from their countries. Even in America, Dare I say it, during these times of COVID nineteen, people being locked down, so many of the billion dollar corporations receiving billion dollar stimulus bailouts, whilst regular folks, single mothers, regular hard working people starve. And so we have to look at looting, and from a bigger perspective, as corporations have been looting the system for billions of dollars for years, and this takes place worldwide, not just in the U.S., but in Africa. I grew up in Ghana, West Africa, and, and I see all over Africa, which saddens me, is, the, is, is the, the leadership for many years, and it's improving gladly, but for many years, regimes would be overthrown you look at the middle east you look at libya you look at benin you look at equatorial guinea you look at you know nigeria and you look at africa with so many resources and gold and silver and resources and human resources incredible people and timber and perhaps the richest continent on the world been looted by its own presidents for wealth power and money been looted by other countries British have come in and literally looted parts of Africa, sadly. And so before we pronounce judgment, which I have to acknowledge, I started going going in that direction. Before we pronounce judgment, I think it's important we take a step back, look at the greater context. That is not an excuse. But just to bring us into a state of humility to look at the whole system. The system as a whole that is set up because what we see is, a, is some a few hundred criminals looting. As we scale it up to a macro level, you see presidents and governments systems looting from the people. Everything is interconnected it independently affects everything else. The entire system itself needs to shift and needs to be fixed. Otherwise, change will never happen. It's so easy to point to one or the other. But we must look at the whole and how the whole systemically works together. So that's one. You know, this past weekend, as I said, thousands gathered in peaceful protests all over America to stand in justice and all around the world for truth. Sadly, this isn't shown in the media. For the most part, it's beginning too slightly. But at first, it's me to see that the majority, not all, the majority of media intentionally showing what tends to only empower a negative narrative, which skillfully creates more division between black and white, between you and me, between all people. And so silence never worked. So we must stand up. We must speak up. We must all do our part. I'm going to share some solutions. And if that means protesting peacefully, we must do the work to change the system And we must also recognize that violence on any level, physical, mental, emotional, systemic, will never work. I love what Martin Luther King said. You know, Martin Luther King said, darkness cannot drive out darkness, only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate, only love can do that. So as we look at what is happening in our world, I believe that you and I can no longer wait for anyone else to do it for us that goes for you, me, white, Asian, black, more than ever, we must all, all take responsibility, step up, vote for truth and love in our lives. Not just with our words, but with every action. Not just with our words, but with every thought, with every intention, knowing that you and I, we are co-creating our world and our future and we must do whatever it takes right now to raise and evolve our consciousness. As we go through these times, we can let the outer circumstances determine who we're going to be, or we can consciously choose love. So as we look outside, I think it's important to also start before I give some solutions as we look outside at the events that are happening, that, happen, that have been happening for many, many, many years. We look at our leaders. Our leaders are a mirror manifestation of our own collective consciousness as a whole, as a tribe. If we're going to, if we really are going to change this, we have to ask ourselves, do I like what I see? Knowing that the world really is a mirror manifestation of our consciousness as a collective tribe. You, me, seven, eight billion of us, our internal reality, our internal state of being is projected onto the planetary cinema screen called the world. And we are all collectively co-creating the script, the play called life itself. And the world is really a mirror manifestation of all of our collective consciousness that we must now face, we must now see, we must now own, we must now look at the knee in George Floyd's neck, the criminal barbaric looting, the terrorism. Do we like what we see in our planet, in our world? Because what is what we see in our world is essentially not separate from us. We are actually in relationship with ourselves, whether we like it or not. And sometimes it's hard to see ourselves projected out there. It's sometimes so hard to see ourselves, the parts of of ourselves that we have hidden from, run from, suppressed, not wanted to deal with, projected out there, in the world, in the brutality, in Donald Trump, in your governor, in leadership, being played out. But the reason I say we are in a profound spiritual process is we can no longer run. The universe has us in a stranglehold. a headlock saying, take a look. That's not to say police brutality is okay. Police brutality needs to end, let's be clear. The systemic racism that has been going on for 400 years needs to be dismantled and it's only natural that My black brothers and sisters are carrying deep-seated rage and anger. It's natural. To a degree, it's healthy. And so, yes, the 400 years of systemic racism needs to be dismantled so that all human beings on the planet, all human beings on the planet can live with equal opportunity. And we must always strive to work together as one humanity for the equality of all. Yes, we do need a deeper dialogue to increase sincere inclusivity through dialogue, through listening, through sharing, through education. So that we can educate each other during this time. But I really believe As we ask ourselves, do I like what I see? And if not, what actions am I committed to taking to changing the situation? This is why I always preach, don't indulge the drama. The media wants you to indulge the drama because this is how you break a culture, break a society. This is how you divide people from themselves. So don't indulge the drama that the media spins like a circus show, spinning a narrative. We have to wake up and define our own narrative and dare to envision what will we create. Don't indulge the drama because energy flows to the point of your attention and it serves nothing. The drama serves nothing other than being a part of the problem. And so as we are in this profound spiritual process, there are some things we can do. One of those things is a very difficult thing to do. Because it requires a whole deep level of responsibility. We must have the courage to also, as we see the world playing out in front of us, Yes, I do agree. We must all do our part. For some of you, that might look like protesting. Okay? Go out and protest. For some of you, that might look like singing and writing songs. That's your lane. For some of you, that might look like writing blogs. That's your art and gift and your contribution. For some of you, that might look like writing a book or doing a podcast or making a video or you know, it will look differently for each of you. For some of you, it might look like going into deep meditation. We must all do our part. We look different for everyone. And so, I'm all for protesting and speaking up and coming together, being the voice, being for something. And so, if you are guided to go out and protest, if you're guided to go out and Stand together in numbers. This is profound, it's powerful. The uprising of the human spirit. But I share a story with you of a dear friend of mine called Dualkoji. G was a eighty-one-year-old man at the time I met him, eighty sorry, eighty-three roughly 83. And when I met him, he was in the time of George Bush when everyone hated George Bush for going to war. And and, 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 and I remember there were many peace rallies going around America at the time, around 2000, 2001, in that zone. And I'll never forget, Dwarkoji, he's now 96-ish, 97-ish, was a Gandhi-like figure, one of the, the oldest living disciple of, of Gandhi G. Everyone, you know Gandhi. And I took him to this peace rally, which he was invited to in San Francisco. And he, I'll never forget a moment that really changed my life. As I took him to the peace rally, and everyone was chanting things about Bush. This man, one of the wisest men I know, Built 300 schools for the poorest kids in India every day, 60, 70 years, a life of deep, radical, 24 7 service, day in, day out, no cameras, no social media, just living it, karma yogi. He stood up in front of these thousands of people, and the words that came out of his mouth were so simple, but it forever changed my life. He looked at the protesters and he said, I'm very proud to be here today with so much beautiful energy but I have one question for you. This is when my life changed, folks. He looked at everybody and he said, I have one question for you. Everyone went silent. And he said, do you love Bush? Do you love Bush? And I thought, this guy is crazy. This guy, you're insane. I don't love Bush. Nobody loves Bush. To hell with Bush. He goes, do you love Bush? Somehow he had the authority to say that based on what he'd lived his whole life. And he said, We must love Bush. We must send his soul love. Not his actions, but his soul. And what I realized that he was saying is you can't change the problem at the same level of the problem. And hate does not bring about revolution and love. It might bring about change, but it will not bring about transformation. So while we are out there taking action, let's realize that justice may change the symptom, but it will not change the root cause. What is the root cause you might ask? The root cause, we must ultimately reconnect to our true spiritual identity, our true spiritual identity Your souls. We are souls that have incarnated into this human experience in this temporary body, in this temporary body which is just a space suit. My space suit is black, your space suit is orange, your space suit is white, your space suit is green, and we must Remember that our true identity is pure consciousness, pure energy. We're all being lived and breathed by that inherent oneness. And when we recognize, when I recognize what I am, then I instantly recognize what you are, which is a manifestation and an expression of the same consciousness that is me. Then if I know who I am, then I'm free to know who you are. Then I'm free to truly love you. Racism dissolves. To me, racism is ignorance. Racism is ignorance of one's own identity. It has nothing to do with you. When I don't know who I am, I cannot know who you are. Ultimately, we must have a true spiritual revolution awakening to our true identity. Yes. Let us celebrate our uniqueness. Let us celebrate our space too. Let us celebrate, for me, being black, for you being Japanese, for you being... Uh, British, for you being Middle Eastern, for you being Israeli, for you being Icelandic, for you being Jamaican, whatever it is you are, celebrate this, celebrate it, celebrate it. But we must be careful to not get so identified with this form on any level that it defines us. And so what all I'm saying is don't let anything define you in terms of your own ego identity to the point where it creates more separation and suffering. Only be defined by God. Only be defined by your true identity. Only be defined by the infinite nature and intelligence of what you are, which is infinite. Birthless, deathless, eternal, pure consciousness. The great ones have talked about it for so long. And that doesn't mean I can't celebrate being from Ghana and my own traditions. I love the fact that I'm Ghanaian. Maybe you, you can love celebrate your heritage being Mexican, being Lebanese, being Brazilian, being Japanese, being Chinese. Whatever it is that you are, celebrate it. But don't lose touch with the infinite oneness that is breathing you. So yes, we are one, and we have a problem that we need to face and deal with and fix and rectify on this human planet called race, systemic racism, called racism. And so, one of the things we can do that I think is important to do as we look at the world is we must be willing to own our own projection. What do I mean? It's easy to look at the world and point the finger, to look at Donald Trump, say he's crazy. Look at the governor of your state, say they're a tyrant. Look at the lockdown, say it's unjust the virus, the looting. But the only way we're going to get truly free, if the world is a manifestation of your own consciousness, the best thing, if you want to make a difference on the planet, yes, protest, but don't just protest. Because if you just protest and don't do some of the things I'm about to share with you, we will cycle back and create the same karma in about 10, 15 12 every you know every decade or so it will happen rodney king wars 911 so i'm not saying don't take action i'm not saying don't be an activist out there in the world but let's start from the foundation let's also Do the inner work of realizing if the world is a manifestation of my consciousness, how do I own my own projection? Let me not just look at a leader and say, you're out of integrity, you're a liar, you're this, you're that. Let me look at, huh, where do I lie? How do I lie? Where am I lying in my life? Let us clean that up within ourselves, because if we don't do that, we are actually contributing We are contributing to the lack of integrity in the government and politics. We're doing our part. Where do I lie to my girlfriend and my wife? Cheating on her, cheating on her, cheating on him, meanwhile expecting Trump or whichever president, whichever country you belong to, to live in integrity. It's all interconnected. Our own tyranny, our own mind viruses. How do you terrorize yourself? Nothing is as violent. Let me repeat, nothing is as violent as our own critical. The ways we are violent in our own consciousness, the ways we beat and kill ourselves with our own self-judgment, the ways we put our own knee in the neck of our own hearts and consciousness and kill our own beauty and possibility with comparison, with judgment, with self-hate. It is wrong and unjust and obviously painful to see in George Floyd. This is a given, that's done. It is a given, must change. We must change it as a whole, as a culture, as a system, must change. It's wrong, but I think it's also painful because we see what we do to ourselves until we acknowledge what we also are doing to ourselves. Inside of our own consciousness all day long, beating ourselves with crazy, outrageous brutality. How many of you listening to this conversation, you are brutal with yourself? How many of you listening to this conversation, you have been, you have been abusive to your own self? Nothing is as painful as a violent thought. And I think we have to take action. But if we also want to do our part, outward action is not enough. Inner revolution is a must. Without inner revolution, we will just create the same situations over and over again. We must turn and dare to face ourselves with love. We must turn and dare to say to our inner abuser, our inner rioter, to the ego inside of us, enough is enough enough is enough. The mind that we allow to terrorize us. Thank you very much. I will not stand for this anymore. I'm standing for myself. I stand up. I can't breathe. No more. We must be willing. How long will I criticize myself? The mind can be vicious, especially when left unchecked. And so I believe it's an opportunity for us also to do the out to work to change the system to stand for justice to change the narrative for black people for all those that have been oppressed for women for everyone that has been dishonored disrespected but we must be willing to heal that division within our own consciousness otherwise We will only recreate the situation again. And this is what we can all do. This is what we each have the power to do within ourselves. You know, I always tell people, and I've always told my clients, no amount of money will make you feel enough unless you get in touch with your own inner worthiness. And so look at Donald Trump, look at the world leader, look at the president, look at your governor, look at the police officer, look at the anarchist and own it. I am, I am him. I am her. I am the anarchist. I am the terrorist. Take full ownership. I am the racist. I am the fill in the blank. When you own that, you integrate that part of yourself into yourself, then you can start bringing Deep healing to that wound within yourself, and from that place of healing, you're much you're even more potently able frequency, vibrationally, energetically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and from a place of neutrality to go into the world and affect change. Into the world and not project your pain. Into the world and not just project your anger into the world. And not just attack, because when we attack back, even if we're right, we just perpetuate the very thing and the very hate we're trying to change. And so, yes, if you have been violated in any way, you must be willing to feel all your feelings. Whether it's rage, whether it's sadness, whatever incomplete feelings that you're feeling, feel it your feelings are simply a signal that some part of you needs attention is showing you that whatever it is that is unresolved within yourself healing must happen through feeling feel it experience it let it move through don't hold on to it don't indulge it don't be a victim to the feeling feel it experience it in a healthy way and let it move i believe anger can be valid and the anger that Many of us are feeling right now is valid. We must not suppress it. Someone I heard, I forget who said it, is that anger is not initiatory. Anger is initiatory, but it is not transformational. We can use it as an impetus to take action, to protest, but we must be willing to alchemize it to a higher level. What else can we do, folks? We must be willing also, I believe, to acknowledge, here's what I would say, acknowledge your inner prejudice. If you're not sure what to do during this time, take a deep look at your own internal prejudice and stereotypes of the other. The other could be other races. I'm not saying that you are racist, but likely we all have inner prejudices in some way. Some of the prejudices are just implicit biases, very subtle. Black people are. White, peop- you know, uh, white people can't dance. Jews are stingy. Asi- Asians can't dance. Black people are a certain way. Look at these implicit biases that are really, you know, sadly passed down to us and reinforced through the conditioning of media and, 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 and for hundreds of years now. And these images, some of these images are subconscious that we don't even know that we hold them because they become the, the filter and lens through which we see through, th- and we think that that's who we are, that's how we see, we think it's reality, not, re- not aware that we're really wearing a, 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 a lens in this moment. So make a list and look at and acknowledge all of your conscious and unconscious prejudices. There might be some prejudices that you don't want to acknowledge. Put it down, put it on paper, bring it to light, meet it with love, forgive yourself for holding it. Some of it may have been passed down to you from generations and stored in your cells, in your body, in your DNA. But if we don't bring it to light, we can't transmute it. We can't heal it. We can't bring loving. And as you feel all sorts of feelings, yes, feel the grief, mourn, feel the anger and rage, feel it. Feel it for yourself. Feel it for your fellow black brothers and sisters. Feel it for all the ethnicities in the world that have been oppressed. Feel it for the ancestors that came before you, your grandfathers and your grandmothers. This is what we can start doing. This is part of the purification. Let us also look at our own self-hate. That's right. Our own self-hate. In many cultures, due to systematic conditioning of the media and culture, we've learned to hate ourselves for who we are and the color of our skin. Even in many African cultures, sadly, we think it's, uh, we think we're inferior because we're black. We think we're inferior if we're darker and lighter colored, complected people, whether I've seen this go for in countries like Africa, in continent of Africa, in India, in, you know, where certain images are portrayed in the media as being beautiful. And it's usually those that are lighter. It's only a matter of time until we may start seeing oneself as you see yourself portrayed in a certain way as inferior or superior that only creates a sense of prejudice, if not some self-hatred. We must willing to, to be have the courage to wake up to see our own internal self-hatred and own it. Where do I hate myself? Where do I see myself as inferior in some way? Where do I feel inferior in some way because of the color of my skin? Where do I feel superior in some way because of the color of my skin? It may not be conscious, but I think it's important that we become aware You know, I think we also have to look at the inner division, our inner division from the divine, because we've gotten so trapped and locked into our ego, which is a whole nother conversation that we actually have lost touch with the fact that you and I, we are divine. We are infinite beings, pure consciousness. This division inside from our own inherent oneness is the ultimate duality, which is the ultimate hell. These times, I think the only true healing can happen as we really, at the deepest level, and again, we exist on different levels as human beings, but we must return to the innocence of our true self. What else can we do? Love those parts of yourself, just to clarify. Love those parts of yourself I mean, really love those parts of yourself that you have hated. Deeply love those parts of yourself that you have hated. To me, racism is self-hatred turned outwards. It's not even about another, it's really about ourselves and our own ignorance. And so love those parts of yourself that you have hated. Deeply meet those parts with compassion. Meet those parts with tenderness, meet those parts with sensitivity. What else can we do in this time? As I said, don't indulge the drama, right folks? We can spend our time complaining, we can spend our time watching the news, which tends to broadcast the killings, the lootings, like it's an Olympic games, spinning a narrative. Instead, take the time to raise your vibration in love and pray. Surround your cities. Surround your communities with love. Not judgment, but love. Love is what's needed right now. Surround your city with love. Deep love. Deep compassion. Deep healing. Deep light. So that your frequency may elevate the vibration, may elevate the energetic of your community. What else can we do? Pray for George Floyd. Pray for George Floyd. Play for Ahmaud Aubrey. Play for Breonna Taylor. Pray for, you know, the list goes on, right? Pray for any, pr- pr- let's pray for George Floyd, who sort of lit the match. His death lit the match as a tipping point. Bless his soul. That maybe his soul had an agreement with the planet to serve as an evolutionary catalyst of waking up. Let's pray for George Floyd, his family, and also anyone that has maybe been brutalized, killed, oppressed, that we are are consciously aware of. I'm going to go a step further, folks, in terms of what to do Action steps I would like you to take. I believe that we must go higher during this time. Don't get sucked down into the division. Don't get sucked down into the drama. Raise, rise higher. Rise higher in the loving. What does it look like? Pray for the police. That's right. Pray for the police. There are some good policemen. This is for sure. I've met them. Pray for the protesters, the peaceful protesters who are standing in the light. These protesters who've never met George Floyd, but are willing to say, I will stand for truth. Enough is enough. Let us pray and join with them energetically for their souls to be empowered. Let us also pray for the anarchists. Yes, I said that. Let us pray for the criminal anarchists that are looting, causing unnecessary damage, inflicting pain, because they also need deep love. Let us pray for their souls, that their souls might be touched and healed during this time. To me, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. I think Gandhi said, a knife or "An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth only makes everybody blind." And that's my paraphrase, folks. Don't quote me on it, but it's close enough. You get the point. What else can we do? I have two more things that I think that is important that we can all do individually at this time as well. Pray for the President of the United States of America. Pray for each of your presidents of your countries, your governors, your mayors, and all those that are in leadership positions because the truth is no matter how much we protest, no matter how what we say, we do, we write about, for true systemic change to happen, it will have to happen inside of the system. It won't just happen in your meditation. It won't just happen in your yoga practice. It will have to happen in the system with budgets, with accountants, with with lawmakers. It will have to be passed in the law itself for systemic change to happen. And so we must pray for our presidents, our governments. I'm not sure what your politics are, but pray for Trump. Some of you may like him or not like him. To be honest, it doesn't matter. Pray for him because you judging on him will not help the situation. Trust me. The dude needs everybody's prayer. But he might be more enlightened during this time. His heart might be touched with the spirit of compassion during this time. Empathy, wisdom. To be a better leader during this time because the fact is he is in a leadership position whether we like it or not us being filled with hate for the way it is or for the for the leader that is won't change the narrative let us rise ourselves up and hold the vibration of love and huh, go out and vote yes vote if we want systemic change Don't just sit at home, vote. Don't just meditate, vote. Call the Minneapolis Police Department. Take the action, call your governor, vote, Go elect. Do your part in the physical domain because we live in a physical domain. The next two things, folks, are something I really urge you to take seriously. If you really want to create change, if you're really serious, you're really serious about being a part of the change and the solution make amends with all those you have screwed over betrayed cheated abused let me repeat make amends yes you go out during this time and make amends with all those you have betrayed cheated abused screwed over treated wrongly disrespected left harmed, harmed. Maybe it's your friend, maybe it's your mother, maybe it's someone you love. Pick up the phone and say, I'm sorry. Pick up the phone and say, I want to apologize to you for the way I was in that relationship five years ago. Maybe I broke your heart and you're still hurting, I don't know. Pick up the phone and take responsibility for your part. If we want to see this happen in the world, if we're serious about bringing peace on the planet and the planet is a manifestation of our own consciousness and we're not willing to reach out to our brother or sister, we're not willing to call our mother or our father and say, I forgive you, we are not serious about peace. I hate to say it that way. I will say, you protesting will not be enough. By all means protest, but if you protest and you don't take action in your own life, how you live your own life, protesting, but you're mad at your dad and you're gonna leave it that way for the next year until he apologizes, well, he may never apologize. I had this situation, folks, with my father. One day, I'm not going to bore you with the story, but one day I just said, screw it. He may never apologize. And if I'm going to wait for him to apologize to me, I might be waiting a long time. And then I'm just being a victim to his apology. And that will, that will, that will only keep us both stuck. So if you're serious about bringing peace on the planet, we have to be willing to start with ourselves. We have to be. What does that mean? Maybe you haven't spoken to your father in three years because they wronged you because they said something because they didn't agree with your relationship because he didn't agree with something, the way you lived your life and you're still mad and you're in righteousness. Don't just protest. Don't just protest. Forgive him. You will make as much of a difference if inside of your spirit and soul, You release your judgment of him vibrationally and you forgive him truly from your heart and you reach out and you bridge, you create a bridge of peace and make amends and take responsibility and make an apology and bring that relationship into harmony. You are literally shifting the consciousness and fabric of the universe because if you just protest and don't do that real work, the vibration of the planet will just end up tipping back to the same and we'll recreate the same shit on the planet. Folks, it takes courage. I'm inviting all of you, conscious, amazing souls, my soul talk community, challenging, inviting all of you. This is how we do our part. The other thing is if there's someone that has hurt you, someone that screwed you over, mistreated you, an ex, an ex-husband, an ex-wife, and you're carrying hurt, You're carrying pain. You're holding on to victimization. Maybe they really, they stole from you. They beat you. They abused, whatever it was they did, and you're still carrying the resentment three years later, 10 years later, 20 years later. I'm inviting you to forgive them within your unconsciousness. That may not mean you are friends with them. That may not mean you see them again. That may not mean you reach out to them. But carrying their the pain for what they did to you in your own heart and holding on to that as resentment, you only give them power over you and you only keep yourself stuck, which only makes it harder for you to move forward into your future and create a new future. You will tend to recreate likewise situations in your future by holding on to resentment to the past. And so look at those who trespassed against you. Look at all those who hated you. Look at all those who betrayed you. Look at all those who wronged you. Feel it. Experience it. The emotions, the feelings, the anger in a healthy way. And I'm inviting you to dare to forgive. To let it go. To release. To bring compassion to that part of yourself and bring compassion to them. Because if they believed, because if you believed what they believed about themselves, about life, you probably would have acted in the same way. It takes great courage to be the bigger person and say to your father or your mother or your ex, I release you. I forgive you. I'm not going to hold on to this anymore. You hurt me. And I'm not going to carry this with me to my grave. That takes crazy courage. But folks, if we are truly committed, to me, this is the great protest. The great protest is to do the work and forgive. It's how you live your life. This is the work we must all do. So seek out your life. Don't just go outside and try to right the wrong when in your heart you're holding on to the right while making someone else wrong. And even if you're right, it doesn't make you right and it doesn't heal the situation. Rise up. Don't take it from me. Look at Mandela. Leading with his soul. After 27 years with in prison who had every reason to be in hate. Look at MLK Jr. who refused to take the bait of hate. Look at Gandhi. Look at Mother Teresa. We must be willing to be bigger than those that attack us. We must be willing to rise up. We must dare to respond with love. To me, the world we're living in is love is no longer an option. It's a necessity. Love is not weak. Love isn't passive. Love might mean protesting peacefully. Yes, love may mean being strategic and voting more intelligently in the elections. Love may mean stepping up and leading. Love might mean writing a blog or sending an email or saying no. Love might mean to sign the color of change petition to ensure the police officers who murdered George Floyd are charged. Love might mean a number of things. Do the loving. Don't just wait for someone else, to be the one, you be the one. Let I be the one, let we be the ones. We are on this planet to evolve. And I believe that these current times folks are an incredible opportunity to evolve like never before. It's not easy, it takes lots of courage. Our real work as a humanity is beginning. It is beginning but it must begin with you and me. Maybe huh, maybe you haven't spoken to your husband or your wife in a year or three years. There's your opportunity to bring peace to the planet. Look in yourself and in your life where you can bring peace to the planet right now and do that, and I promise you, you do that. Particles will move. Atoms will change. The entire planet will begin realigning on its axis because of your forgiveness. And if we all do it, if you do it and I do it and she does it and we do it, then we will all change the world and all change must start within. Let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. No more waiting, no more excuses, no more projecting. Folks, the world is waiting for you. This is why. I say, you are the one. Folks, if you enjoyed today's episode, just straight from my heart, some of it might, might have been a bit challenging to hear, but I'm going to ask that you share this episode with friends and family in your life. I come from love. I come from truth. I come as a fellow human being on the path. And no matter who you are or where you are, black, white, green, or orange, the universe loves you. We are one. We are one. Love now, everyone. Big hugs. Share this episode with all your loved ones and your friends.